We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, beautiful human. How are you doing today? Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and your coach, B. King in the house. So we're going to dive right into today's episode because this topic is something that comes up quite a bit with my clients. And I have also experienced it myself from time to time. So this might resonate with you. Today, we're going to talk about stress management. And when I really think about the word stress, for whatever reason, work always comes to mind. I think the thing that stresses us out the most as human beings is work. And the fact that we spend most of our lives working, that's a problem. It would make sense why our society is overworked and burnt out. So tell me if this resonates with you. You finish work at 5 p.m., However, you are still anxiously checking email on your phone, constantly refreshing, waiting for that last email to come in. And instead of winding down, you are feeling guilty because you're constantly checking your phone or checking your email. If that's you, it's all good, my friend, because let me tell you, most of us humans, adult humans, have a hard time switching off of work. And what we really have a hard time doing is managing our thoughts about work and the tension that is created from our thinking, especially at the end of the workday. Our minds are determined to not let go of the day's events and all of the worries that come along with it. So we just can't stop thinking about work. Have you ever found yourself trying to have a lovely dinner with your family, or a loved one, but your mind is somewhere else? Yeah, me too. And from my experience, it doesn't feel good. Nothing is worse than being with someone you love, but being distracted by the stressful events that happen at work. So this tension that we're experiencing in our mind is a side effect of stress. And a stress response is triggered when the demands of work overload our ability to cope with them. So this actually creates that activation in our brain that believes that there's a threat, right? Like you're perceiving a threat. And all that stress is is information. But when we perceive stress as a threat, our mind is searching for something else that could go wrong. And then we start ruminating over past events that we have zero control over, and then it just perpetuates this stress cycle. Now, the problem with stress, and this is a whole different episode, it causes wear and tear on the body and the mind. Like being in a constant state of chronic stress is terrible for our mind, body, and soul, and especially the physical body. When we are stressed out, it is weakens our immune system and it's so much easier to get sick. Now, if you feel like you're always switched on and you're having a hard time chilling outside of work, remember you are not alone. 
there are so many different studies that have come out where they have found that most of the workforce feels burnt out, overworked, and overwhelmed. And what we do when we're not at work is so important for our well-being, our health, and even the quality of what we do at work. Isn't that ironic that we're stressing about work and events that happen at work and when we can't turn it off, it actually impacts the quality of what we're most worrying about in the first place? Seems kind of messed up. Don't you agree? The good news is it doesn't have to be this way. You can work for yourself, you can work for someone else, and find the harmony that will embrace your life and your downtime. So it's incredibly important to have that daily detachment from work. So setting aside time where you can relax in the evening, even if you just do that, can have a huge impact on the quality of the work that you produce and just the quality of your life in general. So it's important to first identify the beliefs that you might have that might cause stress triggers and being able to redirect and reframe thoughts and reactions so you don't get stuck in this cycle of negative thinking, which creates more stress in your mind, which can create overwhelm, and then the cycle continues on. So being able to detach from your work is crucial in order to maintain well-being. So I'm going to share with you a couple of tips that can help you turn off quote unquote work brain. So the first thing is know and accept your limits. We all have limits and I don't care if you identify yourself as a workhorse. That is one of those false beliefs that we carry around. We are not meant to work, 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 work all the time. No matter how much work you have, quote unquote, there's never enough hours in the day to achieve everything. And that type of thinking, there's not enough hours in the day, perpetuates the problem of overwhelm. The truth is, as you become an adult in the workforce, there will always be something else to do that needs to get done. There's just always going to be, it just never ends. It's a never ending cycle. That was one of my biggest aha moments when I started my business was the work is never done, but not everything is urgent and important. So it's important to understand what is urgent, what is important, what needs to get done now. So it's important to accept that you have an end time of work and honoring that and trusting yourself to really stick to that commitment of turning off work. Knowing that when you're done with work, whether you are working from home or going into an office, the world is not going to end if you don't get everything done. The most important thing when it comes to knowing your limits is just doing your best shout out for agreements for that daily reminder. 
always doing your best. And every day your best is going to look different. It's going to feel different. It's going to depend on what you have going on in your life. But if you can finish the work day and say, Hey, you know what? I did my best. Tomorrow's a new day. It takes off all of that stress and pressure that keeps your work brain turned on. Okay. So number one, accept and know and honor your limits. The next step within the first step of accepting your limits is writing down your end of day list. So before you close up shop for the day, before you leave your desk, before you leave work, write down everything that you want to get done for the next day. Now, this is a very intentional list. This isn't some long drawn out to-do list. In fact, it should only be three to six items long. Okay. And the key here is putting the most important thing first. And I keep saying the most important thing because a lot of times we go for the low hanging fruit. We check our email, we do the tasks that might not need to get done right away, but kind of gives you that dopamine hit of getting it done. Now there might be things like writing and there might be tasks for clients and things that require a lot more focus or deep work or concentration. And that might need to be done first. And a lot of time we push off the more challenging thing to later, but the problem with that is our willpower, our discipline starts to deplete throughout the day. So you want to get that first, most challenging thing done first. Have you ever heard of eat the frog? There's that Mark Twain quote of just eating the frog, which means just getting the hardest thing done first. And I keep talking about what's important and what's urgent. And I'm going to link in our show notes, um, the Eisenhower matrix, and it's a quadrant box that helps you take your to-do list and break it down. So you know what's urgent, what's important, what you want to get done first, and then what you need to schedule on your calendar, what you need to delegate and what you need to get rid of. So I'll link that in the show notes because it's a really helpful tool in knowing what you need, what, what would make the next day a success. So if you have things already all planned and scheduled out, I still recommend writing this list, the act of writing and not just typing. I'm talking head to hand to paper, clears your mind and reminds yourself that you are in control. So if you write it down and you're clearing space in your mind, you can leave work with work so you can go home and be present with those that you love and especially present with yourself. And as you write it down, just getting into that practice, reminding yourself that you deserve to relax. You deserve to unwind. The next step that can help you turn off work brain is moving your body. This is my personal favorite because it can be whatever you want. Now, if you work from home and you're kind of in the same environment all day, going on a walk is a beautiful way to kind of bookend your day. And if you like to go to a fitness studio, having it on the schedule is that hard stop where if you sign up for a class ahead of time, it's a non-negotiable, right? Because it's already scheduled. You're going to lose the class if you don't go. So kind of planning on moving your body at the end of the day can help you turn off that work brain. And there's a lot of reasons why, but my personal favorite is you're changing your state of being. So you're going from the state of being of work, 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 which might feel stressful, right? Which might have tension. And then when you go into moving your body, you're actually moving that energy out of your body. You're breaking up that pattern and you're thinking about something else and you're changing your state. So you actually have the ability to shift your mood. 
And that's really powerful because shifting your move will shift your attention. So if your attention is focusing on something stressful that happened at work, you move your body. Now your attention, your energy is elsewhere. And it's really, really powerful. The next step that you can take to turn off your brain is get a hobby, something that is completely opposite of what you do for work. So this could be knitting, this could be painting, sculpting, gardening. I mean, it could literally be anything that isn't related to work. It is so important to have something outside of work that brings you joy, that lights you up, and a hobby can do just that. Now, if you've always wanted to learn photography and you've been interested, you could take a course on photography. If you wanted to learn how to roller skate and you never learned as a child and you want to play around on skates, that could be a really awesome way to turn off work brain. Another way that you can turn off work brain is buy yourself a dope adult coloring book. Coloring is not just for kids. I have found that when I color in my coloring book, it is incredibly meditative and it's also a fun, creative outlet for adults too. And I don't know about you, but I love colored pencils and it is just so much fun. It's such a great use of time and you can just get lost in the process of coloring and relaxing. It's a lovely activity. The next thing that you can do to turn off work brain, and this is kind of obvious, but I think it's important to bring up is ditch your smartphone. Now that might be really intense. And I agree, like it might not be realistic to ditch your phone completely, but be very intentional about the boundaries you have with your work and your email and your phone. Like if you always have your phone and you're always responding to your boss or colleagues or whoever at the drop of a dime, then you're sending the message that you're always available. And that responsibility is on you to put up those boundaries. Like, do you always need to have access to your email on your phone? Is social media adding value to your life? Now, if these answers are yes, great. Keep them. It's all about consciously deciding how to use them. But if you feel like you're constantly checking, refreshing, and then you don't feel great after you engage in the activity, then it might be important to reevaluate your relationship with your phone. I personally like to keep my phone in a different room when I'm done for the day. Now there are certain occasions and certain circumstances, certain projects that I'm working on that might require me to be available longer than I'd like to be, but I am very clear about those boundaries. And most importantly, I'm clear with those boundaries with myself. So when you can be very mindful about your phone usage, it will change your work brain. Because if you're checking your email right before bed and you get a stressful email, that is your responsibility. That is not anybody's fault. You have to own the fact that you checked the email and that might mess up your sleep before bed. Now we're all guilty of it. We've all checked our email before bed and it saw something that rubbed us the wrong way. And then it messed up our sleep and it just perpetuates the problem. And it's honestly a twofold because number one, we're looking, If you look at technology before bed, it's going to decrease melatonin. So it's going to be harder to get quality deep sleep. But then number two, if you see something stressful, now your brain is on. Now it's like work brain is on. So all these other activities that you've done to help you manage your mind and turn off work brain are now activated. Now your brain's like, oh, got to be on high alert again. So that one is 
so important. It's the most obvious thing to do. And I know it's not realistic necessarily to get rid of the smartphone altogether at night, but just be very intentional about how you use it. Um, Another one of my favorite ways to unwind from work is making a delicious home cooked meal. Just the act of nourishing your body and chopping the ingredients and creating a meal that doesn't have to be crazy or extravagant, but just something that's like made from a place of love can be very helpful when it comes to de-stressing from work, right? Like when you are totally immersed in the experience of making food for yourself or a loved one, work slowly starts to become a distant memory. And The other benefit is you feel amazing eating something that's nourishing and feels so good in your body. Okay. So cooking a home fresh meal is a great way to help turn off work brain. Another one of my favorite ways to turn off work brain is getting some fresh air. I kind of mentioned this on moving your body, but I love I look forward to taking Benji for walks at the end of the day. It's such a beautiful way to end the day. And especially when it's nice outside and there's a breeze and you can just enjoy and be present and soak up the moment. I leave my phone at home and I just enjoy whether it's a 10 minute walk, a 30 minute walk. Like I just take in and I savor those moments because they are a good way for me to reflect on the day, but also really come back home into my body, into my environment. So getting that fresh air is so great. And as it gets warmer, um, after dinner is a beautiful time to do it because now you're moving your body a little bit um, after eating and it just feels really good. Like nothing is better than just soaking up the fresh air. Now, when you are unwinding for the night, sometimes it's a habit to have a glass of wine or have a beer. And as a society, we have kind of convinced ourselves that like alcohol takes the edge off, right? Like, like, oh my God, I need a glass of wine. Like we just hear that so often and just becomes a normal thing. Now, the thing about alcohol, it's a dope, it's like that dopamine hit. So it's like temporarily takes the discomfort of the emotion that you're feeling. So if you're feeling stress from work and you drink a glass of wine temporarily, yes, you will feel like it's helping you unwind. However, if you have too much alcohol or even just a glass, it can cause anxiety and it can actually make you feel worse than better. And no matter what, alcohol is going to disrupt your sleep. And there's just no way around it. Like we can fall asleep easily, but our cycles do not necessarily get us into a deep sleep opposed to when we don't have any alcohol at all. So, you know, I'm not saying don't drink alcohol similar to the phone. It's just being intentional about asking yourself, am I trying to escape how I'm feeling? Because if that's the case, then the feeling is just going to continue to be there and it's going to manifest and it's going to grow and it's going to perpetuate the problem. So if you're wanting to reach for the glass of wine, a beer, whatever it is at the end of the night, because you're feeling stressed work through that stress first before you have the glass, because the glass of wine is just going to make the problem worse in the long run. And if you kind of go through the pattern of just not drinking throughout the week, 
then you can save your cocktail or beverage or whatever for the weekend. And that's when you're not thinking about work and you might be doing things that are social and you will feel less stressed and more in control and happier instead of just like trying to avoid how we're feeling. Because a lot of times when it comes to unwinding with a glass of wine, we're just avoiding an emotion and an emotion just needs to be answered. It just needs to be acknowledged. So instead of suppressing the emotion, you can work through it and then you can decide how you want to unwind throughout the night. Um, And then the last two things kind of tie in together. And one is just having a bedtime routine and ritual. If you pay attention, I talk about rituals all the time and your nighttime routine sets you up for your morning and it doesn't have to be some big extensive nighttime routine. It's just helpful to have that space at the end of your day that you have full 100% control over. When you have 100% control of that last hour, you get to decide how you want to use that time. So that might mean watching TV, if that works for you, might, might mean journaling, that might mean meditating, that might mean reading, whatever it is, make sure it's just dedicated to you. And by doing that, you are setting yourself up for success the next day. One of my favorite things to do is read a book before bed. It just helps turn off my mind and get lost in a story. And for a long time, I read a lot of like personal development and um, like businessy type books before bed because that was the only time that I would read. But then my mind would get stimulated again. I'd be thinking about all the things that I want to implement. And I found that shifting over to a fiction story was way better. And I actually got way better sleep when I read books that um, weren't something that I needed to apply to my life or my business. And now I allot time to read those types of books during the day. So I think it's important to find whatever bedtime routine works for you to really help you close out your workday so you can wake up refreshed, ready to start a new day and take on whatever comes your way. So I want to hear from you. Like I want to know, like, do you have best practices to help turn off work brain? Do you struggle with work brain? Is there something that I can help you with? Um, And I want to know, Fill me in. How do you feel when you are done with work? Why do you have a hard time shutting off work into personal life? So after you listen to this podcast, when you are done with work, whether you come home from an office or you're still working from home, try to do something different. Don't go towards that usual mood, right? We're like too exhausted, too upset, right? Try to do something different different, whether that means going for a walk, um, starting a hobby, moving your body, just anything that's going to help you relax because the end of the day, you are in charge of your mood, not your work day. What happens at work are circumstances that you most likely have no control over, right? The things that stress you out at work, you don't have control over. So if you can do something different and put you in charge of your mood, you in charge of your attitude, you take responsibility for how you're showing up, everything is going to change. Everything. So your work, allow your work to be work, allow work to be at work, but remember to turn that focus knowing that you are in control of how you feel. And when you take that responsibility, oh my gosh, you become limitless. All right, my friend, 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If it resonated with you, holla at your girl. Let me know what resonated. Share with your friend. And I'm taking podcast episode requests. So if you have a question or something that you need support with, send me a DM and I will promise to do a topic on it. All right. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. And remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.